Welcome back to Soul Sisters on the Run podcast. Sabrina and Keisha here with you all today. How are you doing, Keisha? I'm doing um, hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hanging in there. That's, I say, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we have a lot to talk about today. So, we're going to jump right into it. Um, first, we're going to just talk about, you know, since we're not running together due to COVID, um, how's running, your running coming along for you? Uh, it's lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know I keep saying this when we have these conversations, but it's been very lonely. I do miss um, being with you all. And uh, it gets kind of boring because I'm running the same route through my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Boring and dangerous because they're doing work. They're supposedly should be doing construction and road work on the sidewalks in our neighborhood, but it hasn't been paved in the past, like, two or three months. They started it, but haven't finished it at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm literally running in the streets. And um, so that's kind of scary. Right, yeah. <laughs> on top of uh, owners that have dogs that may not be on leashes is another scary thing, but that kind of helps with my speed. So I'm not going to be too upset about that one. I'm scared yeah. of dogs, <laughs> but um, I, I do miss it. I will say since I've been running with Shelly on Saturday gives me something to look forward to because me and her run together. Yeah. Um, I haven't ran with more than her, one, one other person mm-hmm. in a while because of the pandemic. Right. So I look forward to when we can all run together again like we did before right how about yourself yeah same thing it's it's lonely and it's hard to um just and I'm not really trying to push it but it's just you know it's just hard to maintain a decent pace you know when you're by yourself and like you said the same thing the same route over and like this weekend I was just kind of frustrated I was like you know I'm tired of running the street I miss the trail. So I just, I'm like, I'm running the trail. I don't care. (laughs) And so Saturday I ran, um, on the trail and it wasn't too, too, too bad, but I did, um, pass a group of runners, a group of women runners. And it was like six or seven of them. And not one person had on a mask. And I was like, Oh my God, really y'all. And, um, you know, and then other than that, it was, you know, a runner here, runner there, and then a couple of cyclists. But yesterday, I went bike riding. <clears throat> I rode my bike on the trail, and I have never, ever, 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 ever seen it that crowded. It was so many people. I know I passed at least 100 people, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a long ride, so I took the trail all the way to where it ended. So I went out, um, you know, 17 plus miles and came back 17 plus miles. And it was so many people. And that, I think, going, there was not one stretch where it was just, you know, me on on the bike and the road. And then I was with, you know, my training partner, Earl, and, you know, masked up. And, you know, we're 
still social distancing, social distancing on a bike as much as we could, but it was hard to do that on a bike because it was so many people. We couldn't even, mm-hmm. we didn't even get a half mile stretch to where we, there was, where we just weren't passing anyone. And I was like, oh my God, I've just never seen this many people out here like this. And it was runners, bikers, cyclists, entire families with their kids on the bikes. Husband, it was a beautiful day, but what time did you guys start, Sabrina? It was like nine. We started at nine because Earl had already did his, he was finishing up his run and I knew I was, you know, I did my run on Saturday, so I'm not going to run. And so he's like, you know, well, let's get a bike ride in. So I was like, okay. But, um, and, you know, I was excited because I just got my bike fixed last week. So I was like, ah, I'm, you know, I'm ready to get out um, on a bike. But, yeah. And I was the only one with a mask on. Like, and coming back with Yeah, I think people are just over the whole coronavirus following the rules wearing a mask. Yeah. Pandemic. Yeah, and I know I've heard one doctor say, you know, at least you're less likely to catch anything outside because of mm-hmm. the air, the wind, and all of that. But you still have to take precautions. So, and when you're, I, especially if you're in close proximity to right, um, on a trail, other people, and at that time of of day, nine o'clock. So when me, when I meet with Shelly, and even when I run during the week. I get up early because I want to beat everybody that may come outside. Not that I'm in a populated area. Mm -hmm. I'm in a rural location. You know, it's not an urban area or anything. But uh, Shelly and I started at six on Saturday just so we can beat the other ladies, uh, the other group of ladies that run because it'd be quite a few of them, maybe seven or 10 of them sometimes. It was a a lot of them. But they um, they do social distance. Mm-hmm. And they do have a mask. Yeah. If they do run together, they run in side by side. <clears throat> or like I said, they're practicing social distancing. So they are taking the necessary precautions, but I just don't want to run the risk of running into them as we're running. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of got to beat them. And then we wanted to beat the heat because mm-hmm. we didn't know how hot it was going to get on this past Saturday. Right. Because we almost died the the Saturday before. Oh, yeah, I did. Because it was <laughs> hot. And I had hot water. Hot. I brought my water with me, but yeah, I had to do some walking. It was it was hot. Yeah, and we did. I had the wise idea to do the hill. Oh wow. Yeah. So we did we did 10 miles, but like I would say three to four miles was hill work. Wow. So, um, and of course, I, I'm still overdressed because I'm still trying to figure out the temperatures mm-hmm. as the weather change or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, Shelly, she always prepared. Like, she <laughs> she was good. I'm dying, right. though. Right. <laughs> I need to invest in the running gear that she has. <laughs> She's like, let's just do one more mile when we at nine. I'm like, I'm good with nine. She said, we can do, we can do one more. I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, and I was, I was, because I, I wanted to get to 100 miles this month. So I had to do 10 miles Saturday, but my body was not feeling it. And um, the temperature was nice, but I was just, I was tired. And then I was mentally tired. I had a rough week last week. So this week has just been mentally, physically, emotionally draining. 
And I, mm-hmm. I literally had to force myself to get through that run Saturday. So that's why I knew I wasn't going to run yesterday at all because I, I didn't I just didn't have it in me. And then today is just a rest day. I'm like, I, I can't I'm, do my yoga. And that's it. I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm just tired. I'm physically tired. But yeah, so it was something. But then, you know, and we've talked about this with the weather getting nice here and, you know, we're still in shelter in place and people are home. They're not doing their usual stuff. And I mean, I get it. The kids aren't in soccer and baseball and, you know, football. So, of course, their family, parents are taking them out on the trails, on their bikes and on their little scooters and kick and go and all of that. But it's just now you're congregating the trails. But there's mm-hmm. many new people to the trail. Um, I'm realizing they're not, they don't understand trail etiquette. So, you know. Which to, is so huge. It is, especially when it's crowded and mm-hmm. you have a mixed population of walkers, strollers, and cyclists. It could get dangerous, you know. Um, and so, you know, I always, when, when I'm on my bike, I'm always, notify them you know coming up on your left some of them know what that means some of them don't don't that's why some some of them don't yeah and then Mm -hmm. but the the biggest problem are those who have music they're listening to music so they don't even hear you Mm -hmm. you know and then if you startle them and you know if i'm saying i'm coming on your left and they get startled because they didn't hear me now all of a sudden they can kind of you know feel me coming up then they go to their left and now they're walking right in my way. Um, and so, you know, you just have to be defensive, a defensive rider, the same way you are in your car. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't make for an enjoyable ride or run. Run, right. If you uh, have to be on guard, it takes the peace out of it being <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, out of the run or the bike ride. Right. And then you have um, dog walkers to you know, have their dogs on the long leash and the dog is on the other side of the trail. So <laughs> it's like, okay, that's dangerous right there. Cause the cyclist, yeah. um, you know, that's the accident waiting to happen. So yeah, people aren't really being aware of their, they have to share the trail. Uh, you have to yeah. Yeah. I hope as time go on, they learn that if they continue to go out in masses. Yeah. what trail etiquette is mm-hmm. i can't even imagine i i mean i know when we did do the trail frequently it would get busy during marathon season towards the end because the mileage would increase right right but then everybody out there was trail runners or bike riders mm-hmm. we knew the rules of the road pretty much right now i did notice i went biking friday and i went east on the trail um and i don't i don't know if that's considered i kind of lost track of what town i was in i don't know if i was in park forest or if i was in chicago heights but they had signage out um telling people maintain social distancing by walking single file mm-hmm. and be aware of other people on the trail and i was like wow at least they put signs up so now whether or not people read them that's one thing but at least they're letting people know what to do yeah they're, you're out they're there with three four people 
even two, you shouldn't be side by side on a trail that's only really six feet wide anyway. And we're yeah, they're not big at all. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, ah, you know, so yeah, just for those who are listening and if you don't know trail etiquette, um, you should be um, single file when you're on the trail, whether you're running, walking, biking, pushing mm -hmm. your stroller. Now, if you have the trail to yourself, that's different. But if you see someone coming opposite direction, then you should go ahead and line up single file so that to allow um, two-way traffic. And if you hear most experienced people, trail runners and bikers will let you know that they're coming up behind mm -hmm. you. Same thing, you, you fall to your right because they're passing is on the left. The same way you drive a car, passing yeah. is on the left. Um, so you move over to your right so that to keep everyone safe um, and just be considerate. If you're walking a dog, try and keep your dog leash short so that the dog doesn't cross over the trail. And then, cause that can be really dangerous for a cyclist. And if they're coming and they don't realize or the dog shoots out, then that's, you know, the bike is going to flip. The person's going to flip um, even on running. And then it's just safety because not everyone yeah. can go their dogs. So you want to keep your dog over in the grass, over to the right. Um, strollers, same thing. Be, you know, especially if you're with more than one person and you all, you both have strollers or three people. Cause I did see that yesterday. It was like a group of four women with strollers. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, single file, because now you got you, you have the stroller, and then other women and their strollers, that's a lot. Um, if a child, if you have a child that's new to bike riding or kind of on a kick and go, or the younger children, and they're, you know, not as strong in their bike riding skills or kick and go skills, you probably should be on the street or on your sidewalk, because they're not able to control their bike. And so they tend to go to the left or go to the right and they're wobbly. And that's just, that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Dangerous. So um, stay on your street with your child is, is not, you know, a strong biker or whatever, I guess, wheels that they're on. When you know that it's going to be crowded, that's, just try and let them learn first on the side. Exactly. And this is, these are just rules pre-COVID and post-COVID. Right. Just in general. So this, yeah, this should be rules to follow regardless. Regardless. A trail, yeah. a path, a lakefront, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. Whatever. 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 And it's just, it's for everyone's safety. Exactly. So, yeah, so with that being said, so yesterday was interesting, um, but it was a beautiful day. And like I said, I was cycling and then get home and realize that just chaos broke out. I was completely un completely unaware, you know, what was going on. Um, and I guess I was naive because I'm thinking, surely they're not going to come out this way. Right. Because we really don't have anything out here they've already shut down our businesses mm -hmm. we're trying to get businesses back in our community surely they're not going to do that to us yeah because black lives matter right mm -hmm. and this is predominantly a black community yeah 
we were so wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or I was wrong. We all I, were wrong. I was <laughs> I was very naive in, in that thought process. Because we're watching this, because Saturday we're watching them, you know, the protesters Saturday in the city downtown. And then Which, violent. And then we figured that was it. They took precautions and, you know, put the bridges up. Correct. And protests downtown happen all the time. I work downtown. So they happen. And and it could be a peaceful protest. Um, I was down there with with the hotels when they went on their protests. When when the hotels were being done wrong. And just the teacher protests. All of them. It can be peaceful. Mm -hmm. But at some point, this has turned... It, it has it's definitely went left. While you were cycling, I was out actually out celebrating a friend of ours. He did like a 5K birthday run. Mm-hmm. And we were out. And then someone that was in that group with us mentioned that they were shutting down the strip mall over uh, on Lincoln Highway mm-hmm. because they're coming, they're headed our way. And the that, looters. That's by me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I mean, I first was noti- notified with uh, a training partner called before I could get home. You know, we just finished biking. and he was like, oh, my God, you're not you won't guess what's happening because he was over there in South Holland because that's where he lives. And he was like, they got the roads blocked off and they're checking ID. They be out here looting. And I was like, what? Um, so I turned the news on and then I see it. And I'm like, oh, my God. They, mm-hmm. They're out here. <laughs> We're like almost thirty it's, miles it's nothing out else. of the city. It's, it's like squeezing a dry well. Like, what else do you? Right. I, I um, I don't get it. They, I mean, if you, I, whoever, because this many, some may say that it's not organized, but this is organized yeah, for it, for it to be a nationwide and across, you go and attack a community, which was the Madison community, which has a black mayor, female mayor, which has predominantly black uh, residency in the name of what? Because if they were gonna, if, if this is organized, why didn't they, could we all have done like a Zoom call with everybody in America, all of Black America before we initiated this? Right. <laughs> so we can be <laughs> be more thoughtful in, in, in what these riots were going to be before you did them? Right. Like, could we have, because you're messing up our community and chances are businesses when they're going to to these communities, they're going to think about whether it's a risky decision or not. So you think they're going to come back here? Yeah, no, no, because they a lot of them left already to begin with, right? And so now they destroyed the little bit that we had left, and just I mean, they went to the mall that wasn't even open because you know, we're still we just got to phase three, that was that just that was just Friday, so mm-hmm. you know. And that's, we're still limited to what's open. So I, I just, I don't understand. I just, I don't understand. I really don't. Like, what's your intention? Well, it was just a straight criminal activity. You just have to call it what it is. It's one thing to protest. And I understand the protest. And I understand how protesting turns violent. I completely mm-hmm. understand that and I get that. But when your intention is 
just to go loot, go somewhere just to loot. Yeah, now, that's criminalization. And, and to go loot the very people that the protest is in the name of, that's right. just to me. Mm. And 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 I know some of it is like I want to hurt their pockets, but you hurting us. You exactly. They didn't go to Frankfurt. And guess what? If you and by doing this, you contribute into their pockets because guess where mm-hmm. we're going to have to go now. Right. We're going to have to go to those other communities and patronize them to get the things that we need. Yeah. I mean, because it's only so much. I mean, online ordering is great, but there there are some things that you have to go to the store for. Yeah. And then just going forward, I mean, now that's going to affect taxes, that's going to affect property value then that will affect your school system because you don't have that revenue coming in. And it, it's just, it's just destroyed. It's just everything is destroyed. And I feel bad for our seniors where mm-hmm. you know, the people were already in a food desert. And now like on the South side of Chicago, they hit just about every Walmart on the South side. And that, those were the only grocery stores. Yeah. So now, and then some communities fought long and hard just to get to get them right, and because they haven't been actually, they haven't been there that long. Mm-mm. And not, I mean, not only that, just uh, jobs. Yeah, people not no, yeah, people are out no. of, be out of work because they're closing. No um, jobs. Um, they they burned down the DMV here. And I, my classmates is, you know, she works there and I text her and she was like, yeah, I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Are they, you know, are you still going to have a job? She was like, I don't know. Mm. I I need to renew my tags. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were waiting for it to reopen, to take care of various things. It was supposed to open this week. I mean, it it, it, it won't. (laughs) yeah they can it's i mean they literally have seen pictures they burnt it down this just like so much for that and it was so convenient because it wasn't that i mean so i think what now we have to go to 95th uh no it's some locations in uh melothian um i think there's some other locations that's nearby yeah i have to look those but um the fact that why you know, just why? I don't know. I don't know, but you know, it's definitely an eye opener. And yeah, but we can't. It's also a distraction from the purpose of protesting in the first place. Mm-hmm. Addressing police brutality, addressing racism, and now you, you kind of fuel the the flame for some to say, "Well, this is why," you know you all are criminals. Well, I, I think it, it's a mixed bag of people. And I don't think that uh, it doesn't seem like some of the looters are even from the neighborhoods that they're looted. <laughs> well, you know, from here, the South, those who came to the South suburb, they weren't, they drove here. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and I mean, they were saying the same thing. The mayor did say, and the superintendent said that it was strategic, even in the city, because they had U-Haul trucks Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, they had U-Haul trucks. And he said they, you know, would cause a commotion or a fire, one location to divert the 
cops there only to go somewhere else to loot. So, you know, this was planned and organized. So I, who's behind it? I don't know. Will we find out? I don't know. But why participate in something like that where you're still hurting your community and you hurt your people? You know? Uh, I don't understand that. Yeah. But the, the run that needs to happen, though, is the run to vote for your local elections. Exactly. You hold those people accountable. And um, this is a knock to myself, too. Attending um, those board meetings in your own town. Exactly. Your trustee meetings, your village meetings. Get to know them. Mm-hmm. Get to know. Because there's so many, like, different positions that I didn't even know existed. And so you look at the ballot and it's like, okay, so what is this position about and what does it entail? Mm-hmm. Become more knowledgeable about the system that's, that's hurting our community versus right. you burning up the community. Exactly. Let us get knowledge and understanding of what's happening so we can fight the right way. Become involved in um, know, know your, your, your local officials. Exactly. and vote this this election and know what's going on because when they make decisions and they have votes it affects you and your community mm-hmm. so they're voting for something that's against your the interest of the community you have no idea and then when you find out it's too late because now it's been implemented and then that then that's when we get upset where right. have we been involved and engaged from the beginning you know that vote might not have happened if they get enough Correct. resistance against it. And then even and it's just like the judges. Right. I mean, that's crucial, your judges, because they make all kinds of decisions based mm-hmm. on your life. <laughs> the sheriff's department. I mean, here we are talking about police brutality. Well, the sheriff's department, well, the sheriff's position is that's a position that we vote on. So we need to know who these people are when they're being nominated and running for, you know, their office. We need to know who they are, what their history is, what do they mm-hmm. stand for, and if they stand for our interests. And the only way to do that is to become engaged in your community, whether you're a homeowner or not. I need same thing, like you said. I need to be more involved as well. Um, right, because it, it it ultimately what we don't have and what we do have is a result of what we didn't do. Exactly. Every con- There's a consequence to action and inaction. And we're seeing the consequences of inaction right now. Mm-hmm. So many levels. So before we can point the finger at someone else, we have to point the finger at ourselves. Yeah, it's like a, a hard look because it starts, it starts with, with us. Mm-hmm. And it starts at, at home. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so the same way we need to be involved with what positions and who's in these positions in our community, we need to get involved with rebuilding our communities because now it's yes. a major effort to rebuild. Um, and then we have to be able to, I guess, well, I guess get business owners or Capital one, get capital people to invest in our communities, business owners. We have to be able to 
give them a reason to invest in our community. So if they see, well, they tore up this community and they're not even involved and because they go to our board meetings and our village meetings, and our trust mm -hmm. if they see the community is not there, then why would they invest? Because then they don't think that you're going to support it or support it financially or just on the grounds of protecting the business. And this could be an opportunity for a lot of black owned businesses to open in the area as yeah. well. So, if, you know, if you've been, those of you out there, if you've been sitting on this idea um, and you on a business idea, now might be the time to bring that forth to your, your trustee, town trustee or village meeting or board member, board meeting um, to see if you can get the, that business open because we're gonna need businesses back in our community. Yeah, and we need like grocery stores right. that in quality grocery stores, not the corner right. store with the chips and the penny candy. I don't even know if they have penny candy anymore, but but quality grocery stores and produce. Produce, exactly. We need full fledged grocery stores, not your convenience stores, like you said, and even with your Walmarts, you know, we need actual grocery stores. So I mean so hopefully something good comes out of all of this and hopefully the way they came out in masses over these past few days to protest riot and loot that we can keep that same energy throughout the rest of the year and go to the polls and vote exactly i noticed in our post uh on our page atlanta voting is on june 9th next tuesday oh, and they have the various locations so mm -hmm. I'll be sure to post that right. on our page. Uh, but and here yeah. in Illinois, you know, because like you said, COVID is still going on. Reach mm -hmm. out to your governor. Reach out to the senators. Well, really, the governor is for But reach out to your local congressman and voice your concern so they can allow us to vote by mail. Correct. Especially the seniors, because I can only imagine right. the elderly being very scared to go out at this point. Just the voting laws need to change, period. I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but one, it shouldn't just be one day. But voice your concern on changing the voting laws to make it convenient for the people so we can actually yeah. vote. Because if the way it's set up right now and if they get what they want, they won't allow us to by mail and that can be dangerous because we're still dealing with a pandemic so it's just going to take us to get to pull our own bootstraps up and become aware and just do what we need to do um absolutely to help each other to help ourselves to help each other and help our community so with that being said we hope you all are safe, still practicing social distancing. Like I said, this weekend was was traumatic for all of us. Um, but we want to end on a positive note. Still believing in hope. Have faith. But without uh, action, faith is dead. So we have to do our part. We have to pray and do our works which means get involved um absolutely and again i'll i'll just like to reiterate and start with 
the run to the polls. Yeah. Definitely protest, peaceful protest. I'm all for protesting um, peacefully. And in, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, not Sabrina's opinion, peacefully and with a strategy in mind. Oh, yeah. That's what is it that, <laughs> what, what is it that we want? Exactly. We scream and we scream and we scream. And yes, we want police brutality to stop. Yes, we want to be treated um, like a human being. Mm-hmm. But what's the the ultimate agenda? And to me, in my opinion, it starts with economic development. It does. And and us, if if we have that in line, and this for us, and it's coming from us, it makes a whole lot of difference in the equity that we have um, in society in general. So definitely run to the polls thanks for listening to us these are conversations we would have had had we been able to to meet in person and remain safe wherever you are wear your mask Mm -hmm. wash your hands and sanitize and watch your surroundings especially in light of the looting and everything that's going on wherever you are just be cautious while you're running and before you run check your surroundings Stay vigilant because we still we are still in the middle of a pandemic. The weather's mm-hmm. not we're going into summer season, but we still have to stay vigilant and proactive, like you said, with all of these precautions um, against this virus. So. Absolutely. So as we always say, from our souls, souls to, your, to soul. your soul. Take care. Be safe. Thank you.